Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thriving Adoptees uh, podcast, another episode. And have we got a treat for you, as usual? Um, sometimes, you know, when we have two guests, I say we just have one guest, we have two guests. But this is going to be a one-off. Uh, so this is a young couple um, who are both adoptees. And it's David and Claire. David was on the podcast back, I don't know, six months ago or something. Uh, David, uh, and he said, what if I brought my um, my girlfriend on? Uh, she's also a Russian adoptee, and we can just have a chat about that. So um, welcome to the show, guys. I'm really looking forward to this. This is going to be fun. It's good, it's good to be back. <laughs> good to be back. So we're still 3,000 miles away or about... Uh, about 12 inches if we're looking at this uh, at <laughs> so um david uh, well let's ladies first you know i'm earning that's right girl. ladies first we got ladies first claire could you introduce yourself please hi um my name is claire ives um i um i grew up in a small town named new boston um it's kind of like it's a like it's not really un, like known in our state um, but I do have uh, three other siblings that were all adopted from Russia, including me, myself. And um, we didn't, I don't know really where to start, but uh, um, basically in my family, like we kind of like initiated that, like we were adopted and it was really cool to learn that. And whenever I like asked my friends or they asked me basically, it's like, oh, where are you from? It's like, I'm a fresh out. That's like so cool. And I'm like, well, yeah, but it's like, I know nothing about it because <laughs> I was like in grade school when they asked and I was adopted at two years old yeah. and um, all my siblings were adopted at a young age. So I have three siblings, two brothers and one sister. And um, the oldest is um, 28. And then I have a 25 year old brother and then I have a 24, 24 year old sister and I'm 23. So um, basically they adopted my oldest brother when he was three and um, the backstory of it to, you know, um, it's basically my mom um, during her senior year of high school, uh, she went to Russia and she actually took the language in like basically junior and then she went to Russia to like see how it is the culture and how people are over there. And so then she got married in 1990 and then she wanted to have kids. She wanted a big family because she was one of six and my dad was one of six. And so they were like, well, we want a big family. So, and they had like pregnancy issues. So they were like, why don't we adopt? And so my mom is like, oh, well, I've like, I've been to Russia. I loved how, you know, like all the culture and everything that I've learned from there. And she lived there. So she, she kind of like, she knew everything about it mostly. And so she uh, was like, well, we'll do the process of how to do it. And so she went to a seminar kind of, and they had different countries that you could adopt from like there's China, like Kenya or like, like other different countries. And then there was Russia. And she was like, oh, I'm like, you know, I would really like to adopt a person from this or a baby from this place. And uh, so she went through the process and she went to pick up my brother. And so that was a definitely, the first time was definitely tough for them because they didn't know what to expect with the adoption and how to really do it because it was their first time. And so then they did that. And then a year later, they adopted my sister. And they was like, oh, we got the hang of this. We can totally do this, you know? And they're cute babies. We'll just keep adopting until like, you know, we get our number. And uh, so then three years later, they adopted my brother and I. 
And then when they saw me, I was like, oh, she's a cute little girl. We're done. (laughs) 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 It's like, you know, we found the perfect child. We're done. We don't need any more kids. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, just a quick question on, on that. Um, are, are you are you related? To, are you biological? Oh, no, we're, no, we're not. All, no, we're not biological. Yeah, yeah, They're all from different families. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I'm I'm the um, yeah I'm almost almost twice your 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 eldest brother's age. I'm 54, and I've got <laughs> I've got a little sister who's two years uh, two years younger than me, but she's <laughs> not biologically related. She's just from a different from a different family. Yeah. So, um, David, David, uh, can you just give, you're a little bit, I think you're a little bit older than Claire, are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm 27. 27. Three, so four years. So apart. four years apart, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were adopted from Russia as well. So if people want to check out yes. uh, David's, David's story, that's go back into the back catalogue of uh, The Thriving. Yeah, it was uh, ju- uh, end of July, I think we end did. End of July it. that it went live, yeah. Okay. Yep. So I'll put, yep. a, I'll put a link in, actually, in the show notes, so if people can short because there's, there's been lots of episodes. We have a lot yep. of people from the States that want to come on this show. British people, I don't know whether it's all because we've got a stiff upper lip, or we're, you know, we're, we're all backwards. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'd, like to, I'd like to thank you, actually. Ever since you posted uh, our uh, interview together, I had a lot of other adoptees actually reach out to me um, because of it. So there are, a lot of people are listening to it and they're inspired. So they're inspired. That. Yeah. Well, that, that's because of the guests. That's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> modest. I like I, it. I was... I was just uh, talk- I was just having another. I was just did another uh, uh, recorded another podcast just before we came on, and this lady, she, I said uh, something about you know your thoughts and your wisdom, and she said, and she she's uh, American. She said, uh, well, I will give you my thoughts. Uh, I don't know about the wisdom, and I said to her, how's the modesty going? <laughs> and she she said i'm just giving you the truth um it is we're we're all very we're all very uh we're, we're all very modest aren't we in the here in the western world um or uh, unless we're blowing our own trumpet so i'm really good at tanning i'm really good at tanning i'm quite good at swimming um and uh i like to think that i'm good at talking but <laughs> uh yeah so inspiring that's what we want to do really with the with the podcast the podcast is about inspiring and empowering and one of the best things that um that i i really loved about what you said when when you were um when you came on the podcast david was the Uh fact that you you actually you just wanted to prove them wrong. I think that was yeah, that was how yeah. I sum it up in my words. I yeah. don't know how you yeah. said it. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, trying to, it was basically saying, just because you're adopted, you shouldn't have a stigma attached to you. And um, I wanted to basically prove everyone that I'm just the same as anyone else who wasn't adopted. And uh, it, I don't, I'll be honest, it, it feels good to prove people wrong that, oh, hey, yeah. I, can, I can do it too, you know? Like you're not any, different and you know yeah. just because where we're from doesn't define who we are um the way we grow up doesn't define who we are um just because you're adopted or you're not adopted you can still be friends and i think i said something along the lines at the end of the day we're all human beings and yeah. we just have to learn how to figure it out together yeah. and it's better to do it together rather than alone hence why i deal with her all the time hey. <laughs> <laughs> but i it's mean we're, we're figuring uh, together too just like everyone else so yeah. 
this is the first lovers edition of the Thriving Adoptives podcast. Hey, hey, that's a we should start a series. <laughs> the lovers edition. Um, so love it. That's a great title. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll call it that. Um, the uh, uh, the the, uh, the the ego and curiosity part of my. Um, um, uh, uh, of me wants to know what people are saying about the, the, the podcast because I, I don't get much feedback. I did get an email uh, yesterday um, from somebody that heard me on another podcast, not on my own. So what are they saying about the podcast? Just briefly, and then we'll move on to the proper topic. Yeah, um, so, so far, a lot of them, uh, I've had a couple adoptees. They're all from Russia, of course, because they were interested in mine. Yeah. And they reached out and they said that they loved hearing it. Um, that I was actually pretty good. They said that the uh, topics we covered were very informative and um, it, it, um, it made them think like kind of deep about all these topics of who they are as people. Yeah. And I mean, you can even ask her, she listened to mine and you yeah. could get her thoughts on it. Yeah. So, but yeah, they've been all positive so far. Nothing bad, you know, no one, no one reached out and no, said, no you know, terrible. The British, you know, none of that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I said no one ever said anything negative, and we don't like them or anything like that. Oh, about the British, okay. All positive feedback. Cool. So, what did you think of it, Clara? Um, what did you think of David's uh, episode? Um, it was pretty interesting to learn a little bit more because it's like when I first met him, he like he was like you know he sat me down, like what's your story? <laughs> it's quite serious i like that oh yeah, yeah i was like it was basically in like a wooden like it was like in a college university chair and like you know you're gonna sit down and tell me your story and i'm like oh my god what did i get myself into can i get out is there an exit anywhere you know but uh it was pretty interesting because um he's been inspired and like you know he's always loved russia so much and my family is a little bit has their own opinions about it um and it was just great to hear that you know from a different perspective um, in some ways. So I, I really liked it a lot. Cool. So. The show is all about perspectives and bringing different perspectives uh, in the hope that it shifts our own perspectives because that that's what, uh, I, I say this a lot, but I, I don't think we said enough. The world thinks that strategies change the world, right? And it's not. The strategies don't change the world. They don't change the world if they're, unless they're, they're implemented or done with a lot of oomph behind them. Bit, you know, a change in perspective, a, yeah. a change in perspective, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, you know, it, yeah. it, uh, enough, yeah. enough, I'm on with it. Um, I, I, and, um, uh, and yeah, so that's what it's all about, the perspective, change of perspective. So um, the lover's edition. <laughs> I feel like, do you, do you guys know who Barry White is? No. Yeah. No, okay. I think his nickname was the Walrus of Love. He had this voice. He's a like a soul um, singer. Uh, he's not unfortunately no longer with us now, but he he sings a lot of songs about love, and he's mm -hmm. very uh, so he's got that deep velvet. It sounds. We were talking about Guinness before we started. Yeah, he sounds like <laughs> had a lot of Guinness. Um, uh, yeah, so you need to check check him out. Um, uh, yeah, just put Barry White singer into YouTube and uh, okay, yeah. or, or Spotify. Um, it's music. It, it's music to make love to. Um, oh, uh, okay. Um, so this I'll, is. I'll make note of that. Make a note of that. Yeah. 
this, I, you know, like I haven't met any Russian people, right? Um, well, I've actually, seen it. So I'm really careful of calling myself Russian. Yeah. Uh, I identify myself as Russian American just because I believe where you're from first is so there's a big argument and it <laughs> it's it's a personal thing for me. I get ticked off when people claim they're like a certain nationality when they're not. I mean, I know that's wrong in some ways because maybe they feel more, but like, you know, you have people that are like, oh yeah, I'm Italian. It's like, oh really? Are you from Italy? No. Oh, okay. Well, are your parents from Italy? No. Um, do you follow any of the cultures or traditions or anything? Oh, no. No, my great great grandfather's from Italy. I'm like, oh, so you're basically about American as you can be, you know? Yeah. But you know, I've I I I just identify myself personally as Russian American. Yeah. From Russia, but raised in America. And yeah. that's just the way it is. I mean, culturally, um, I mean, I I you know, I have the Russian holidays on my calendar, so I know when they are. And um in the past on those days, I'd make Russian food and um, I communicate with my Russian relatives on those days um, and, keep, and talk to my birth family when I can, but it's usually only around holiday times, but that's just me personally, but maybe Claire could, what, what do you think? <laughs> oh, that was a lot to take in. <laughs> I mean, do you, would you say you identify as Russian or? No, I'd say Russian American. Like, yeah, basically what you said, I totally agree that I was from Russia, but America is where I grew up and how I was raised. And basically when I was a child, basically they kind of took away the Russia, like part of my life. Cause they were just like, well, you've been raised, like you're adopted from an American family. So you're going to be raised as American. And it's like, yeah, like there was like some days or like, I'd ask about like my, like where I was from and like, you know, more on that. But it was basically all about like the American culture and like all the holidays. We didn't really do anything with Russia. So Oh, go ahead. <laughs> so this can be quite unsettling, is is what I understand. Yeah, because I was like, I was always kind of curious about like the backstory of like my life and all my siblings because we're all from Russia. So I thought there would be some kind of thing that my parents would do to celebrate all of us that were adopted. And yeah, we'd have our gotcha days, like that's basically the day that they got us. So we'd celebrate, like we'd have like a nice meal that day. But other than that, it was just it was nothing more. <laughs> it was yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can I can relate to that, too. Um, my parents didn't really celebrate any Russian holidays or um, I mean, we couldn't even cook Russian food because I think I, maybe I mentioned this the last interview, but um, my dad's very like American in his food ways. So we have a lot of we had a lot of strict food rules in the house and Russian food wasn't one of them. He wasn't a cabbage uh, lover or beets or sour cream or dill or <laughs> no borscht. A no, a no, no borscht. borscht, no, no borscht. borscht. Yeah. 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 No, no, no. <laughs> so how? So this, um, this kind of like this curiosity, um, uh, yeah, feeling a bit unsettled. Yeah, that, yeah, because I felt that, like I placed most of my like life when I was a child and growing into um, being an adult. Because it was just, I like, I was always curious a little bit, like about, and I've always wanted to go back. None of my siblings didn't, like, didn't ever want to go back. Because basically, the aspect of how they take Russia is basically they were like just basically let go, and they were just, you know, they were in an orphanage. So it's like, well, they don't care about me, and so they don't really want to care about Russia. And there's one of my brothers that was 25. Um, he 
he's the one that has been so passionate about it because he is kind of mentally challenged in some ways, but he's been so curious about where he's from. Like, why is he the way he is and stuff like that? And he's always just like, I want to like, why am I like this? Why am I like that? You know, why are you like this and all that? And, um, and he just has wanted to find his family for so long, but I didn't know that there was resources until I met David. Yeah. So I looked up like some kind of resources, but there was basically, as he might've told in the last podcast, there was nothing before he like established the Russian adoptees yeah. nonprofit. And so he built that. And so then that kind of got yeah. my curiosity. It's like, okay, well, there's someone that really cares about it. And so then I can get into that and I can find the resources that I need and then that he can find as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, uh, you know, a tremendous achievement of you. I take my, my bowler hat off to you, young man. <laughs> Thank you. Your achievements. Yeah. Your achievements yeah, well, are... the thing is, like, I didn't even, uh, I didn't really plan any of it. That's the best part. It kind of, it was just spontaneous. It was, you know, yeah. like I said, it all started just meeting with a few of those uh, girls in college who were all adopted from Russia sitting around a table with me. And it just, it, it started with a simple Facebook group called Russian Adoptees. And then it grew to be the largest group in the world for people adopted from Russia. And then we made a nonprofit out of it. And yeah. our message is simple. We advocate for Russian adoptees. That's it. Plain and simple. Whether, whatever it is, you know, it's a, it's a support group. It's a advocacy group and it's, um, you know, and over They're there the, for you when you need. Them. Yeah. And it, you know, it's really, and it's nice to see that what you did really helps people, you know, adoptees have, you know, I think I told you this before, but, you know, it's unfortunate, but there's a lot of people who've adopted from Russia that have issues. I mean, sure. I'll even admit I have issues. Everyone has issues. And yeah. um, the way we deal with them is, you know, it can be challenging when you feel alone. And a lot of people have connected with other adoptees and can talk about their problems that they had at the orphanage and say, you know, it's okay. And, and basically our response is, it's okay if you feel this way or you don't feel normal or you feel like you are different. And it's like, well, we're, we all do too. <laughs> so we come together but to... it's nice because we can get together, we can talk about it. And, you know, it's, it's just nice to know that what we're trying to do and the message we're trying to send is meaningful. That's really the whole thing. Yeah. And it, you know, people that think that what we're doing is wrong, I really question them, but yeah. um, I think it's- Sorry, has anybody said what you're doing is wrong? Yeah, actually one of her siblings, but that's a different story because he, he's very anti-Russia. So he thinks that it's all like, yeah. basically, I, I don't want to speak for her. No, no, you don't need to, you don't need to share this stuff if you don't want to, guys. But, you know, like, how can, how can helping other people? Well, I, I, I think it's just, I think it's, the, the it's, bottom, sorry. It's, it's not really about helping other people that is negative that like my brother will talk about but it's just basically he is being he feels that he was abandoned and basically come to America it's like he was like you know it was a whole new country for him and to like adapt to that and so to learn about Russia he was just like nope I want to forget about it because basically in my mentality I like they forgot about me so why should I care about them and yeah. you know he'll just be so negative about it and because it's like he's he's very pessimistic and yeah. um okay and that because it's like you know and some like of, with all his like people and like all the people that he's known like and that he basically grew from his um, Facebook page 
it's like they all get together to talk about their stories and to have one negative thing is kind of difficult to like yeah. hear in some ways. Yeah, all, all, all it's, I was, it's, it's only a, yeah. it's supposed to have a positive impact. Right. And all I was trying to say was I just wish he saw the positive, um, you know, outlook that he could potentially have from it and the experience maybe. Maybe, I mean, if he found his family, maybe it would make it him answered, feel better or something. It, it I don't answered, know. It answers yeah. all the questions that have been unanswered for so long. Yeah. And um, just, there's some like questions that I still have, but it's just like sometimes there could be an answer, there might not be. But it's at least if there's other people that are like me, it's great to get together and talk about it because then they'll might have an answer that you never even thought of. Yeah. So, so I can I can kind of relate to it. Um, you know, from just my own experience uh, with uh, you know, like I I didn't so I was up to five weeks old. I didn't give my birth parents any any thought at all really you know um and and until i hit 40 and i i i start, I, I, I had a kind of like some intense anger popped up towards my towards my birth mother um and um you know i felt a, a little bit like your like your your brother I, I, for for a very sh- very short period of time like seconds but it was really intense very intense pain um but it was never for me about it was never for me really about my, 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 my biological dad. I was never really interested in him at all. And then when I got the, when I got the, um, the adoption file, I found out that she'd been going out with him for five weeks. It's not five weeks. She'd gone out from for five months. She'd got pregnant and he said he didn't want to have anything to do with her. Um, and I thought, well, I, I don't really want to have anything to, to do with him. I did. I thought, well, well maybe I give it a go. So I, I kind of, I think I kind of tracked him down and sent him a letter um, but I never heard back. So I thought, well, it was never about him. But um, so, you know, I think we can, like, we can all feel, you know, that it's, I think sometimes we're curious, we, we're looking for answers, we're thinking that the answers mm-hmm. are, are going to lead us to peace. Sometimes mm-hmm. they do, sometimes they don't, you know. But whilst we're kind of, um, whilst whilst we're whilst we're sure that answers are going to lead to peace, mm-hmm. then we're going to keep looking. When we we, yeah. and, and we can we're, we're like so. I, I'm quite a persistent guy. I, I so like a dog. No, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah. I'm like a dog with a bone, right? So mm-hmm. I keep going. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I remember we talked about that the last meeting. Uh, we were saying, I was saying how you have to go into it being very careful and you don't know what to expect. Yeah. Remember the known knowns. No, I'm not going to say it again, but you yeah. know what I'm talking about. But, um, you know, you go into it just thinking, you know, I'm going to get what I'm going to get out of this. It might not be the best thing. It might be negative. And you need to prepare yourself before you start a journey like that. So yeah, exactly. Have no expectations going into it. Exactly. Because you could, you could find out terrible things and then it could, it could hurt you. You could feel bad. And then you just need to prepare yourself before you, you know, make that decision. You know, I honestly, and this is a hundred percent truth is um, I didn't really prepare myself when I did it. Like I said, I just did it one day because I was kind of bored. And I didn't think twice about any of the, 
you know, yeah. the emotions behind it that I go through or any of that. I just, one day, you know, like I, I like I said, in the last podcast, I had a student of mine that asked me about my Russian family. And I said, you know, I actually don't really know anything about it. And I went home and just started Googling how to find a family in Russia, <laughs> you know, birth parent searches. I did that too. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, but anyway, yeah. So um, how is it, uh, what, what's, how, do, how is it different uh, dating a fellow adoptee towards uh, rather than a non-adoptee? I'll let Claire start. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, it was pretty interesting because it's like I didn't know basically from the start until like, I, like he told me basically, well, what's a fun fact about you? And I was like, oh, I'm Russian. And then he was like, oh, I am too. And I'm like, oh, that's really neat. You know, it was really interesting to find someone else that was just kind of like me that might have the same questions that I have that he now answered. Yeah. And was that the first time that you met? Or was that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, it, yeah, as soon as I as soon as I found out that she was adopted from Russia, I'm like, oh, geez. You know, <laughs> this is already going to be like, a lot of conversations are going to happen. And that's why, you know, first time she came over here and. I got to see her and I sat her down. I'm like, all right, what's your story? Go. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Um, The funny, the strangest thing, I I think the first adoptee, the fellow adoptee that I met, um, it was at a birthday party and she was, she was going out with the guy. The guy was a friend of mine. Yeah. She was, I, you know, I, I I fancied her and unfortunately she was going out with this, this guy and, um, and then she said, but she, and then, I don't know how we got onto the subject of being adopted because it's not something that I, you know, talk, talk about really. Um, I, I talk about now because I'm doing that with the podcast, but it, yeah. it's not something that really comes up. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, but I felt, you know, like I felt um, it was exciting. I, I remember, uh, I think, yeah. I, uh, I I smoked in those days, and um, I was outside, and uh, I was outside chatting to her, having a drink and a, and a smoke and stuff. And I, I, it's like English. I didn't I, I didn't want to I, I didn't want to join the rest of the party. Sorry, Sorry David. Oh, I just, I just said English people. <laughs> oh, English people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I didn't want to go back into the party. Don't worry, I like English people. So okay. That's okay. I like American people. <laughs> Good. Well, I like I like some American people. <laughs> I like some English people, and <laughs> but I actually have never met. A, 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 I've, I've obviously I've met you as a Russian. Uh, you guys as Russian Americans. I have not actually have I actually spoken to a Russian person. I don't think I have. I've seen a lot of them on holiday. Yeah, uh, and um, in um, in a ski resort, and I don't know. They didn't. They didn't seem to be having a very good time. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So the, it's it's an old it's an old thing in the Russian culture is if you're not a friend or family they don't smile at you and it's true they don't they won't be the first per- people to start a conversation from my experience I mean some are different once they you know as we say get Americanized over here they start to loosen up a little bit but definitely in Russia you look at someone and smile at them they'll give you a, like a glare and be like yeah, what's yeah. what's your problem like who are you yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think whether, you know, I, I, whether, because this was quite a long time, maybe, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. They, they like, 
we were in the ski hire shop, you know, and they seem to yeah. be, it's not, they're not the best places in the world. You, they, it, that you've got all your gear on. It's too hot. You know, it's stuffy. You, you just want them to give you the boots and get out of there and get on the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's not yeah. the best place in the world, but just like in the bars as well. They, even amongst themselves, it wasn't as if they, I, I, it wasn't that they were blanking me. They just seemed to be not, not having a particularly good time. I didn't <laughs> I don't know whether that was just the ski resort or, you know, um, I, I, but, you know, Russian, it's, they've, they've with all the, the, the history has been tough. Russian history is pretty tough when, if you look back on it, you know, um, all the, all the, all, all, all the, all the czars, the, the revolution, all the kind of like the, the second world war yeah, yeah. Uh, the, you know the people's uh, gone through a lot over there absolutely you know have you seen that have you seen that series uh chernobyl have you seen that yeah oh yes i have i have yes um, uh, and and the kind of the misinformation uh of, of that era that, yeah yeah so, they, so lied, they, they lied to the entire world uh for months until they finally had to admit it yeah yeah um but so you know they, it's, it's been a it's been a uh they've had it tougher you know They've had a tough time. Um, so, but what was the difference between Claire? What's the difference between like dating an adoptee that kind of like understands, like we, because we think maybe we think slightly differently to other people. We're a little like some of us, like me, a bit more sensitive, kind of soul. Um, yeah, I, I'm sensitive too, but uh, he is a talker, as you can understand, and see, basically, um, he likes to talk a lot. And so and I'm very quiet and shy. So to meet a person that wants to talk and ask you a lot of questions, it's kind of like abrupt for me anyway, because I'm just usually the person in the corner just watching everyone else. And like, you know, if I know someone, I'll go up to them and say hello, and start a conversation. But he's the one that will start the conversation. And I like that because it's like, I don't really know where to start or where just like what to say, basically. And so it's really good to have a person that is communicative and likes to talk and will always be there anytime you need him. And basically what I've understood that he's a very caring person. I'm a caring person, but over caring in some ways. Um, but he he's really good and I like him. So, yeah, it's it's, it's been interesting, though, um, but versus him and versus a non-Russian um, or adoptee um, significant other. Uh, they are basically more clingy as what I've experienced. And he is like, he will basically from the start, it's like, you know, you get to do your own thing. And I haven't like, like done that. It's like, I, I don't ever get to have a long time. Like when I've had like a, like um, a non-Russian, um, yeah. it's like, they're always want to like, they'll text you like a hundred times a day. And he'll just text me like, you know, when he wants to, you know? And so it's like, he'll give me my space if I need it. But with others, it's like, nope, I want to like be right there, right next to you and yeah. be every moment. So, I'm like, okay, I need my space, you know, back up. I, I, I asked a completely misleading question, didn't I? I mean, this is, I, I'm just, I'm just putting, I'm just, putting <laughs> I'm just stuff going on. off. I'm just putting stuff on. Is, I think he, he wanted to know the difference of dating someone adopted versus non. Yeah, well, basically, yeah. So he's more caring and other people are just, I don't know. He's, yeah. It, does like to talk about Russia a lot and that's what I like because I when I'm um because when I was a kid I didn't really know much or what to ask when I got to meet him it's like I had some questions and he answered them or basically with the group it's like I got to meet some of the doctors that he's known 
and with um with his nonprofit, I got to see those yeah. people too, and it was it was really interesting. That's great. So yeah. Um. So I asked David this question then. That mm-hmm. we're we're recording, listeners. We're recording. They're like a couple of teenagers. They've told us they're in the twenties. It's really cute. It's really cute. They're just like. Sorry, I'm, I'm being like a patronizing old man. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, just move on, shall I? Um, they're, they're just a great couple, um, as you can probably tell from what they're saying. Uh, Thank you. Anyway, just, I'll, I'll just move on. This isn't British to say things. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, I asked, let's, let's, let's talk serious stuff then. Thriving adoptees. So when you hear mm-hmm. this phrase, thriving adoptees, what does that mean to you? Basically, you come from a country that like you've been adopted like you just basically if you're young like when you got adopted you don't know anything about it and so when you come to a new country you understand how they work and how they do things and so when you grow up you kind of are like you know he said that you're not like different from others but you kind of are in some aspects because you're from a different country so basically the mentality of like where you're from and where other people are from like you like from biological like like um people basically they know who their mothers and fathers are and it's like you know I got to find mine from you know him and uh it was pretty interesting but I think it's like you come from a like a weird country and you come to a new one and if you do like you become kind of more successful than others in some ways because you have like you get a little bit more out of it like when I was a little it's like I had a speech impediment so it's like I had to learn that but it's like I was older than other people it's like I was always a year or two older and it was kind of different because I was like why is there like a person in my class that's like two years younger than me um but I feel like that and his like knowledge and the people that he's known they've been successful and it's like I am trying my best (laughs) but all in all, it's like you, you learn from other people. And if they're like you, you learn a lot. And it's, it's pretty neat. I don't know how to say, but. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you, you, so have you, it, it sounds like you're, 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 I'm, I'm using my word here rather than <laughs> yours. Yeah. So it oh, sounds yeah. to me like you're, you, it sounds to me that you're more grounded than you were before. Yeah. 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 And so what would you, apart from uh, date, date my boyfriend and feel more grounded, uh-huh. right? Which isn't an option, okay? Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. That's yeah. not an option. So yeah. what, 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 would you, uh, what would you say to, uh, to, to listeners out there um, who are feeling a bit, their grounding is a bit shaky, they're, they're a little bit, curious or they're not so sure of their roots they're not they don't feel quite as rock solid they they were like you like yeah. a couple of yeah. years ago what, yeah. what would you say um basically that? you should find people um that are like you or if there's now resources because of him because when you're alone or you like don't have like everyone else is biological and you're the one adoptee it's very hard because it's like no one can understand your background or where you're from or like why you are what like who you are and so when you find someone, it's um, it's enlightening because <laughs> it's like they've been where you are. Like we've all had our lowest and we've all had like, you know, our great moments and not so great. But to have someone that is just like you 
and have the resources. You need to just talk to someone that's just like you if you can. Yeah. It's better to talk about it than hold it all in. Okay. What do you mean by enlightening? It's basically um, just, uh, uh, it's just inspiring and it's just great to hear other stories because then it's like, you know, someone, it's like from your same orphanage, basically. I, I haven't met one yet because uh, I'm kind of more West and East. East. You're East. Yeah, I'm East and the South. <laughs> think about you. <laughs> um, but yeah. I think it's inspiring just to hear other people because they'll understand what you're going through. And maybe they've had just the same story, kind of like in a different perspective. Yeah. But um, I just think it's really cool just to hear other stories because it, it tells their story. And then you can tell like your story and you can bond over that. So I've had um, a lot. I've had a lot of kind of like coaching and done a lot of like spiritual kind of stuff work, spiritual consciousness work. Um, I've done a little bit of uh, therapy. It didn't really. Uh, I. It, it was significant. It, it helped me on, but not for the reason that the lady thought it was. I don't think. Anyway, um, uh, so. Have you, have you guys done any? Uh, I mean, you know, if you'd rather not answer this question, then like, just don't. I, I, I've, I've talked about this previously in the podcast that I've seen some therapists here and there, and they've always obsessed about adoption. Yeah, Mine story. have. Yeah. Uh, when, um, well, because I have like, I feel like, well, he said, like, there's no normal people out there, really. Um, so I, I've gone to therapists and it was, I like, I'd talk about that. I was adopted and I was adopted from Russia and like, I don't really know much about it or why I am who I am. And they just put it aside. But with him, it's like, they always like, we're just like, so like, put it like, aside. Yeah. yeah Cause they yeah, were like, they wanted, problem. they're basically more on the mental side more than like the background. Cause it's like, well, where are you now? Not back then. Cause that's your past. You got to look forward is how they saw it. Okay. And I just kind of felt more left alone because <laughs> it was just like no one could understand me. So I was, I went a little bit down. But then knowing someone and their story and their background, and then they went back to Russia, it was kind of really inspiring. And I'm like, okay, they've gone through the path. Now I want to go through it too. So, so I mean, it sounds to me that the the that um, Meaty David and the the rest of the uh, and the rest of the people, and that has been far more. Um, beneficial for, for 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 you guys than therapy, is that right? Um, in high school, no, but now yes. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. So, because I'm still going to see a therapist because it's just great to talk about it and to be biased about it, like not to be towards one person or another. I like that because it's like you know they won't favor someone more than me. They'll listen to me and they'll like you know support me in any way that I like. That's well, good. good. It's been it's been helping so. Yeah. Because it's like if I talk about him to him, it's like I feel like that I'm just like, you know, it, it's negative and it shouldn't be like that. So if I talk to someone else about him, then it feel a little bit better because I'm not really hurting him in some ways. It's it's. Um. What um. So you you're saying that if people are struggling, then kind of find your own way and try different try different things you can do yes. do the therapy and the group work and 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 and, uh, and have the conversations and for yeah. you that's the, the that's what 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 about you david what would you say on that um well i mean i've 
you know, my experience with a lot of therapists, uh, like I said to you before, was they've kind of obsessed over my adoption and thought that, um, you know, what I was going through, whether it was anxiety or depression or anything, it was because of where you're from and your upbringing, you know, oh, you're in an orphanage. Oh, let's spend a whole session on that. And it's like, okay, well, you know, that I don't, define me. I don't even know much about like the orphanage I was from. I mean, yeah. you know, I told you I've been back and I visited and, you know, the staff were great and it was, a, it was one of the better orphanages in Russia. But my belief is that I think a combination of therapy um, if you decide if that's what you want to do, that's fine. You know, everyone can do what they want. Um, but definitely, I think the sense of community uh, with uh, meeting all the Russian adoptees I've met over the last 10 years have just been amazing. I've been fortunate, you know, you know, I served on the board of directors down and, you know, we go to Washington, D.C. and advocate for policies. And then, you know, I got to meet so many cool people on the way and just meeting adoptees. I mean, we, we even hosted um, another fellow Russian adoptee last week over here yeah. and had dinner with her. And, yeah. she, and she was from my orphanage, which was even better. Yeah. So we all get to sit around a table all from Russia and talk about it. And she brought her photo album of baby pictures and pictures of Russia. And, you know, people, I mean, it, people are, we, we are very proud of where we're from. I mean, at least that's me personally. I mean, some others, you know, aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, some of her siblings don't don't care for it much, but, um, I'm very proud of it. They don't understand in some ways. Cause it's like, they've like, they don't know, they didn't know the resources or they didn't know that there was other people just like them. So they just are just putting it aside. Right. There are some people that feel like they're abandoned and they feel like there's no one else out there to help or to listen to who will listen to them. Yeah. So I can understand why some people might be more negative toward it, but the message I'm trying to get across is that, you know, because of the resources we have now and that sense of community and belonging. And I mean, even just chatting with you, I mean, it's nice to know there's people out there that understand what we're thinking and what we're feeling. And, you know, yeah, I mean, the message that I've said is adoptees are just like people like anyone else. And we shouldn't be, we shouldn't have a stigma attached to the name. We should be thriving marketing boom <laughs> <laughs> brilliant um yeah uh i'm not quite i was i had a couple of questions uh a couple of questions on this as blue as mine <laughs> yeah i'm not sure where to go next um oh yeah i'll, I'll go with one did I, did I mention this book uh, uh power versus force did i mention that book to you last time we spoke uh I, I don't remember to be honest. Oh. It's um, it it's a it's a power versus force by a guy called David Hawkins, Professor David Hawkins, and um, he's he's got a he's he's got a he's developed a, or he developed his unfortunately he's died now. He developed a thing called a scale of human consciousness. So it goes from zero, which is uh, dead, <laughs> to a, a thousand. <laughs> A thousand, which is like the great religious avatars and, you know, Jesus and Buddha and people like that. Um, and uh, below 200 is kind of life detracting and, uh, and above 200 is life affirming. So um, unconditional love, right, is mm, yeah. like 350 or something like that. Uh, and um, anger, anger is about 50 or 80, I think. 
shame is 20. And, and, and it's, it's a, a way of looking at where we are. And, yeah. and, and, we'll, and we'll, we'll go up and down. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go up and down this, this, this road. For me, that's, that's what's happening. That's what life is. It's this movement up and down this scale of consciousness, right? But some, some, right. People, yeah. get a bit, some people get a bit stuck in it, you know? Yeah. So if you think of shame, yeah. like, in, you know, like really bad, not good enough, abandoned, worthless yeah. piece of trash thrown away, you know, so you, you kind of like, you can, you can, it, 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 it wasn't obviously, he, wasn't, he didn't create it for, um, for adoptees, but you can see where you can like, you can, you can see how things are going. So our, our, our level of consciousness is going kind of up and down all the time. Yeah, and, and and that and and that is the that that's that's the difference that, in my opinion, makes the difference, because otherwise, I mean, because I know you're 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 into data and IT stuff, aren't you? IT, yeah. yeah. You told me last time I was the like nicest IT guy you've met. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, I'm glad you remembered that, friend. Um, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. His memory's uh, good, mine's not. <laughs> sorry? His memory's great, mine's not. So All right, yeah. Remember what, every what, word and I'll just remember some. What 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 what, uh, what work do you do? Are you are you still in college, Claire? Are you working? Um, so I was in childcare, but now I'm in like a paper management kind of um, office. So I basically look through papers that like are getting scanned. And okay. So clients <laughs> come to us and we'll like scan their papers and we'll go back to them. Okay, cool. Um, so, like, I was thinking about the IT. The reason I bring up the IT side, you know, I'm thinking left brain. You know what I mean by left brain? The logical side, the scientific yep. side. Yeah. Okay. So, I, I asked uh, the the lady that was with the podcast, just did a podcast before before yours uh, about this. So, my question is, how can um, a fixed event in the past, like adoption, mm -hmm. um, cause a variable experience, right? So your your life, your your, your mood goes up and down. I'm, yes, I'm presuming yeah. that you know, like, you're like welcome to the human race. Our mood goes up and down, right? Yeah. So yeah. Our, our mood is variable, and I'm, I'm using mood and level of consciousness interchangeable. You know, with the scale thing, I'm using that kind of yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm not being patronizing here. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm being clear. Yeah. Right. So, so our mood has been up and down, mm -hmm. a variable, but we've had a but but we've had one fixed event, which was being relinquished by our birth mothers, being adopted. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so uh, how can a fixed a fixed event cannot cause a variable experience yeah i mean i i don't i've never let uh being adopted myself really affect anything in my life at all i've i honestly like i said i told you you know i was adopted young just like she was yeah. but i've never blamed being adopted for problems or blamed it on anyone really i you know it's not like i you know act like acted out in school and got, you know, suspended because I got in a fight and said, oh, it's because I'm adopted. And I was an orphan. 
So I'm angry. You know, I'm not gonna, that, that's not me. And I've, I've never, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm probably the last person who would give you a good answer on that one because I really don't blame being adopted on anything, really. The only, again, the only thing um, I blame being adopted is just what my birth mom did. And yeah, there's some resentment because of that. But I mean, everyone has a reason and there's a story behind it all. And, you know, not having medical history, that wasn't cool, yeah, but uh, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, but besides that, I mean, why some people think, you know, that actions in the future are caused by them being adopted. I mean, maybe if they're older, I could understand that because they remember, yeah. they remember being in an orphanage. They remember losing their family. They remember being taken away from them. Yeah. And, but, you know, I was adopted as a baby and, yeah, and she was too. Yeah. So I don't have that resentment really. Yeah. I don't. Neither do I. No. But um, I do have a different, like, I can't really speak for my siblings, but it's the opposite. Like, so he is like, he won't blame Russia for the things that have happened to him. But my siblings are strongly blaming it. And they will basically say, well, like, Russia made me like become this and that and that and that. And it's just like, no, it didn't. You became who you are for like, you know, how you were raised. And basically, my, both my brothers are very pessimistic about it. And they're very negative about it. And um, so they will blame it all the time because it's like, they are just, they're stuck in that, like, I don't know if it's shame moment or just like, like, or just, they're so like down because no one like understands what they're going through because they haven't found the people. So they're just, they've just been so stuck. So they just, they don't know how to go up in the, um, to be positive. So they're just, and I don't really know how, like, I'm not like that, but my siblings, they don't, I don't know how to get them out of that. Cause it's like, they will, they know that there are resources, but they won't find the help. Like I went to a family or I had a family dinner and I invited David over and my brother that was so passionate about it. He was like, Oh no, I don't want to find them. But then the next day he like talked to my mom for an hour. It's like, well, why am I this? Why am I that? Well, like, why am I doing this? Well, who am I? Like, who am I really like? And it's like, well, why didn't you ask the guy that like literally created a group and a community about like freshman copies and where you like what like from and it's like you know it's like but he he's the one that he won't ask you need to kind of bring up the conversation to have him ask the questions because he's not the one that will be the center of attention but he will become the center of attention if you start a topic like adoption yeah but if there's no topic he's just quiet about it okay you heard the phrase you can you heard the phrase you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 maybe some somewhere down the line you know um probably not but it's just hard because it's like you know i found someone that has built a community and it's like you know all my siblings like aren't really curious but i'm curious about it and i'll bring it up to them once and like now again but it's like, sometimes they'll like, well, no, it's like, you know, it's like not that, or it's like not true. Like, you know, he didn't really find like your family. It's just a fake thing. And it's like, no, like, it's like, you know, you just got to ask. I know it's kind of hard and I shouldn't be talking about it, but um, it's just hard because they're just so stuck in the moment. And basically how to get out of it is you've got to start the conversation. That's how I see it. Cool. So, um, what are your plans for the community? I'm not going to ask you about your plans as a couple. Well, I could do, couldn't I? So what are your <laughs> plans as a couple? How long have you been together? 
We've been together for a year and two months. Yeah, two months. It's pretty, pretty. Uh, that was pretty spot on. I, honestly, I was going to go with about a year, but. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember the years and the months. Like the day that we first met, but he'll remember. It's like what I said yesterday. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, in terms of the, I'll start with the community. I mean, right now we're reorganizing with the leadership and staff and trying to kind of start fresh. We had a basically a lot of the members. Um, uh, they just all stopped kind of working. So we had to basically find new people. So right now I'm in the phase of finding new people again, but I want to, I want to start getting it going again. It was starting to slow down at one point and now I want to pick it back up again. So we're in the process of just restaffing, finding new people. Um, and that's kind of where we're at with there, uh, in terms of us, um, uh, well, I'd say in about a, in the next year or so, I'm thinking about moving to a bigger house. So um, maybe I'll keep her. Maybe I won't. Wow. We'll see how it goes. But <laughs> no, but our plans are probably, yeah, we'll think about moving and uh, staying together. And we got a cat now yeah. and uh, she's awesome. Uh, it's a purebred uh, bangle. My mom actually found it because I think I told you she was a, she's a veterinarian. So we had, we had a good connection getting an animal. So um, but and you, and you learn a lot more about a person when you get an animal because you see how they will like do things with the animal and like, you know, like play with it or go away from it and stuff like that. So it's like I've seen that he's very nice and he's very, um, I don't know if it's, it's not considerate. It's more than considerate. He's just he loves the cat and he's, he's a cat lover. I'm a dog lover. So it's kind of, you know. <laughs> different but it's like I, I don't hate cats I love cats but I'm just I like dogs because it's like you know you get to do more with them while cats just sleep all day <laughs> rather than dogs you get to play with them you got to take them outside hey the, the cat the cat uh, last night was watching Star Wars with me oh sleeping God. on the couch with me that was great <laughs> so I'm just going to give a shout out to anybody that's listening to the podcast while they're uh they're walking the yeah dog. We're, we're 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 dog dog people we're also pig people we have two pig Pet pig. Oh. oh, I like pigs. I like baby pigs. Like piglets, they're cute. She likes bacon. <laughs> hey, I don't think about it that way. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, what's the question I've not asked? What? What's the question I've not asked? Um, I don't think. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Cool. I don't know. I just, it uh, just popped into my head. Um, so thank you guys. Have you, is there anything that you'd like to, uh, finish up with? Well, um, I guess my message would be if you're listening and you're adopted, know that you're not alone. There's always people out there. Um, there's more resources now than ever before. And if you can survive living with an adoptee, who's also like you, I think that brings hope. <laughs> and so, but again, everyone has their story and um, yeah, it brings you together. And uh, yeah, I mean, but don't let it define you. You're still your own person. You still can be. Whoever you, you, you want to be. You, yep. You can be whoever you want to be and be like everyone else. You're not yeah. different. I mean, you are different in some ways, yeah. but don't let it define you. Yeah. And it's not your whole life. It was just yeah. part of your life. That's, that's my message. And now yeah. you can, what I'd say is that like, basically you should start the conversation about being adopted to other people, even if you're not an adoptee, like to 
and just start a conversation because it is very interesting to learn about a story that um, is just, it's very interesting. And I just, I really bring hope and you should just let it all out rather than hold it all in, is what I say. Brilliant. You're uh, an inspirational couple. And um, if you're a Russian adoptee, check out uh, the Russian adoptee website and the socials, they'll be in the, uh, in the, uh, the show notes underneath this episode so thanks a lot uh guys um this has been the first i don't know will we have another left another 100 we're gonna have episode two it's a new series now so <laughs> yeah so we'll have maybe you know after the uh, after the marriage um you know maybe you can come on and tell us how that's gone and you know anyway right thanks a lot <laughs> thanks for listening and uh thank you listeners uh this has been fun See you soon. Thank you.